Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome into the Arts After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host, Kyle Ireland. Happy to be back on the podcast after a couple of weeks off. Sorry about that. I was feeling under the weather. Just want to give a quick shout out and a big thank you to Trevor Allen, who's not only our Utah Utes insider, but also host of the Crimson Corner podcast. He was kind enough to fill in for me on week number seven's coverage of the NFL season on kslsports.com. But we're back, ready to roll, and uh, we've got an exciting week number eight to talk about to recap from this NFL season. Today's episode, we're going to recap week number eight. We're going to preview week number nine. We're almost to that midway point of the 2020 NFL season, so... Big things are happening right now, and we're going to be joined today by none other than KSL Sports Beat anchor, locals in the NFL expert, Jeremiah Jensen, will be joining the program today to cover not only who he thinks has been the surprise local in the NFL, but also kind of talking about some overall thoughts on this 2020 NFL season with, you know, COVID-19, this pandemic, the fact that we're in the middle of an election season, so... Uh, excited to have JJ on the program today. But let's get rolling with a little thing I like to call Instant Replay. Kicking off this week's Instant Replay, we're going to start with former Utah Utes. We've got Zach Moss, former Utah running back, all-time great there up on the hill. Now with the Buffalo Bills in the middle of his rookie season, the Bills have a 6-2 record after they ended up defeating the New England Patriots 24-21. Moss had a big game. Uh, It's actually the first game that he has had a rushing touchdown in the National Football League. Zach Moss had 14 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns on the ground in the Bills' three-point win. Another Utah Ute defender, or former Ute that is, is Eric Rowe, now a safety for the Miami Dolphins. Rowe had seven total tackles, five solo tackles, five pass breakups. Wow, five pass breakups. And an interception to go along with those stats in Miami's 28-17 win over the Los Angeles Rams. The Miami Dolphins, kind of a surprise. They're now 4-3 and three on the season, and Rowe's defense has been an excellent part to that start in 2020. Now moving on to the other side of the rivalry, we've got former BYU running back now with the Green Bay Packers, Jamal Williams. Williams had 16 carries for 75 yards and 6 catches for 27 yards in the Packers' 28-22 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Former BYU defensive back, now a safety with the Kansas City Chiefs, Daniel Sorensen. He ended up having 9 total tackles, including 8 solo tackles, to go along with a forced fumble in the Chiefs' 35-9 blowout victory over the New York Jets. The Chiefs are now 7-1 on the season. Kyle Van Noy, now with the Miami Dolphins, former BYU linebacker. He ended up having 9 tackles, 5 solo tackles, 2 pass breakups, and a big fumble recovery in Miami's 28-17 win over the Los Angeles Rams. 
former BYU quarterback Taysom Hill. He ended up getting into the end zone in the Saints' 26-23 overtime victory over the Chicago Bears. It came late in the game. Hill ended up finishing the game with five carries for 35 yards, and he also had two receptions for 30 yards to go along with that touchdown. That's going to do it for this week's Instant Replay, wrapping up week number eight of the 2020 NFL season. We're going to take a quick timeout, and on the other side, we're going to be joined by KSL Sportsbeat anchor Jeremiah Jensen. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the Yards After College podcast powered by kslsports.com. We're now pleased to be joined by the one and only, the great sports beat anchor, locals in the NFL extraordinaire, Jeremiah Jensen. You can catch him, you know, all throughout the week as far as sports beats concerned, but you don't want to miss Sunday nights because all of the locals in the NFL and all the great highlights from the league are going to be shown by JJ and Sam Farnsworth when they go over the locals in the NFL. Happy to have JJ on board the program today. How are you doing, JJ? I'm well. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, quite a year uh, for locals in the NFL, so I look forward to uh, talking about the first half of the year. Yeah, I, I want to start with you know a more general question before we dive into some of these local guys individually, because this has been a, an NFL season, a year unlike any other. We all know that the pandemic has caused so many differences in you know how we operate day to day, but also how we watch sports, how the athletes are playing in these games. What are your overall thoughts now that we're almost, you know, we're about the halfway point of the 2020 NFL season. We've had, I feel like, a crazy rash amount of injuries. We've also seen, you know, how COVID-19 has impacted games as far as postponement, players going onto the list that these teams have. I mean, Fred Warner was part of that earlier in the season. What do you make overall of just your general thoughts of this 2020 season and all the things that have kind of gone into it? First, I think I'm just, as an NFL fan, I'm, I just have gratitude that it actually happened. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're, how many weeks? We're eight weeks in, and it's, it's still going on. And uh, there's been hiccups along the way, but uh, we still have NFL football. And imagine how difficult life would be, especially, you know, you mentioned the pandemic, but, you know, all, all, the, all the stuff we're going through politically, it's negative and it can drag us down to be able to have an NFL season I think you've noticed the difference. It's just nice to have that to look forward to each and every Sunday. And despite all of the challenges that the NFL has faced, um, not having fans in the stands at most games, uh, some of the, you know, some of the players that have had to miss time, um, some postponements and stuff going on, all that considered, it's been a very entertaining and fun NFL season. I think it's been really compelling and, and I've enjoyed it so far. 
Yeah, and I think that we've had some great individual storylines, some some cool you know moments as far as these locals in the NFL are concerned. And I want to start there with the quarterbacks because I feel like you've got BYU, Utah, and Utah State all with relevant quarterback storylines in the NFL. And I wanted to start off with Alex Smith. And I know you follow followed Alex Smith throughout his time from at the University of Utah all the way to where he's at now with the Washington football team. We saw the documentary come out in the offseason about his injury and his comeback. But a few weeks ago, he was able to step onto the field, JJ, and he was able to play a game. What did you think of that moment? I saw you tweet out, you know, how, you know, just amazing that was for you to see that after all you've seen from Alex as a, as a quarterback up on the hill to, you know, coming back from this injury. What was that moment like for you as somebody who's covered Alex Smith for a long time? Uh, just as a human being, I was just inspired. Uh, somebody that has gone through so much, who nearly died, and then nearly lost his leg, and then should never have been able to play sports again. He overcame all of that. He's able to go take a snap <laughs> as a quarterback in an NFL team, in an NFL game, and play almost an entire game. Uh, he was sacked six times, and he was able to go through that. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what that'd be like in your mind, you know, after you've been through something so devastating and understanding the, the risks that are involved in going back out there and having the courage and drive and motivation to go back and do that despite all those challenges and, and all those risks and concerns. Uh, what I mean, <laughs> you don't want to get too hyperbolic, of, you know, because I, I, I reserve the word hero for you know, people who save lives or people that, uh, you know, give up their lives and fight for our country in the military. Um, but, uh, man, it's, it was heroic in my mind, honestly. And on top of that, just the absolute miracle that it is that he was even doing it. I think it's one of the best stories in the NFL so far. And, you know, we'll see how, what happens. I know, you know, they, they got their quarterback and in, 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 in Allen, and he's, he's going to be the starter. But, it would, be, it would be really fascinating to see if Alex gets another opportunity, gets some more snaps. But even if he doesn't, this is one of the stories of the year in the NFL. And it's going to inspire a lot of people and motivate a lot of people that maybe are going through some hard times. So just that alone makes it all worth it. But what, what an inspiring moment that was. Certainly one of my favorite moments. Yeah, somebody who isn't taking any snaps so far is uh, Jordan Love with the Green Bay Packers. Now the Pack- Packers are 5-2. and two. Aaron Rodgers is slinging it all over the place he's doing well but Jordan Love has been inactive in all of these games is that something that you know Utah State fans NFL fans for the Packers should be concerned about or are they just bringing him along really nice yeah I think that's the right way to do it look I mean Jordan you know he's he's still very young and inexperienced and you know to to think that he was going to get a lot of time this year I mean we knew how this was going to work Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history uh so to to oh Oh, thank you. So to expect anything different, um, I, I didn't. Um, this is a great mo- opportunity for him to learn and develop behind one of the all-time greats. Uh, we, what better situation do you want as a rookie quarterback? Um, there's no pressure on him right now. He just can go learn and, and get better. Um, and, and he's in one of the better organizations in football, too. It's not like you – yeah, I, I mean, Joe Burrow's doing a great job in Cincinnati, but if you're a rookie, you don't want to go play in Cincinnati. Can you imagine playing for the New York Jets right now? So for him to get a chance to play with points, we know he's the future quarterback in Green Bay. And when that time comes, he's going to be ready, just like Aaron Rodgers was ready when it was time for him to take over for Brett Favre. And I think that they're, they're, the plan is similar. 
and I think that Jordan will be up for it. And he's got all that time to develop. So while we're not going to see Jordan on the field this year, likely, um, we're going to get to see him be even better because of it in the future. Another guy who's playing behind an all-time great is former BYU quarterback Taysom Hill. Now, I feel like, J.J., and I talked about this with Mitch Harper a couple of weeks ago, it just feels like Taysom Hill is kind of being utilized differently this season than he was last season. I don't know if it's just we haven't seen as many touchdowns from him thus far, and that's why it feels that way. Have you seen a difference in the way the Saints are using him? Do you think that his prospects as you know a future starter for the Saints has changed at all in the last you know eight weeks? So I'll tackle the first part of your question. I don't think they're using him any different. What I think is the NFL knows who he is. And there are teams that game plan for him. They got game film of him for two years. I mean, when this first started and and Sean Payton was using uh, Taysom Hill in this way on offense, special teams, nobody knew who he was. Nobody expected this. And now you got two years of film. Everybody knows who Taysom is. And he got the big contract. So you have a combination of the rest of the league is figuring out how to defend these Taysom Hill plays. And I think there's also some pressure on Taysom to, to live up to this contract and some of that. So I think there's been some, an adjustment there, but in their last game, you saw him catch a 20, a 20 yard touchdown pass. I mean, they threw a ball to him over the middle. So I think they're making some adjustments and finding ways to keep him involved. I don't think it's any different that he's being used. I just think the league has adjusted to it. Um, the other, the party question, I don't think the plan has changed in, in, in New Orleans. I think that Sean Payton has a lot of uh, respect and uh, has high hopes for Taysom and believes he can be a starting quarterback. It's just a matter of when is Drew Brees ready to call it a career. Um, to be blunt, Drew Brees is not the same quarterback he was you know, five years ago, even last year. Um, he has dropped off a lot, and I think this is going to be Drew Brees last year. I really do. Uh, I, I think you can see him slipping. And, and it's being discussed in the league. And I think Drew Brees is going to be a broadcaster next year. And so that's going to be Taysom Hill's opportunity to become the starting quarterback next season. And Taysom Hill will have that chance, and we'll see what he does with it. But I think that's the plan in New Orleans. We're joined by Jeremiah Jensen, Sports Beat anchor, and you can catch him on TV at KSL5. And you can also follow him on Twitter at JJ Sports Beat. A couple last quick questions. Go rapid fire with you before we let you loose. JJ, appreciate you joining the program today, but I want to know who's the biggest surprise for you this season as far as these locals in the NFL are concerned. That's easy. Julian Blackman. Not a surprise that he's doing well, but so you go back, it's only been 11 months since he tore his ACL in the Pac-12 championship game. How in the world had he go from doing that to starting three weeks into this NFL season and contributing to one of the, 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 most surprising teams in the NFL and one of the best defenses in the NFL. Julian Blackman has two, what, two or three picks this year already. And he started, he's moved into that starting spot in the Indianapolis Colts defense at free safety. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest. I mean, I, I believe in Julian Blackman. I covered him since he was in high school. He's, he's just an exceptional athlete and human being, but man, I did not expect this to happen. I thought, you know, when he got drafted, I thought that's awesome. And then he'll get a chance, maybe he'll sit out this year, get a chance to get the knee right and, and really take off next year. But uh-uh, he had other plans. And it's a great story that he's been able to jump into the league and do this. So uh, Julian Blackman, by far my biggest surprise. So moving on to, you know, our follow-up question to that, who's the best rookie of the year? Is it Julian Blackman or is it Zach Moss, Ooh. any of these other guys? <laughs> well, it's a tribute to all these guys that have entered the league, you know, uh, I think you got three guys that stand out right now. I mentioned Julian, so I'll move on to Jalen Johnson, who's 
who's been <laughs> tremendous with the Chicago Bears and helping the Bears really over over uh, exceed expectations in my mind. Jalen Johnson, I think, should get consideration for Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, Zach Moss, you know, he missed three games because of that turf toe issue. But since he's come back, he's getting their goal line carries and hit two touchdowns last week. Um, and, and I think that Zach Moss is going to continue to get more and more carries as this season goes along on a team that's going to be in the playoffs and could win a playoff game or two. So Zach's in a tremendous situation. By the end of the year, I mean, it could be Zach with the amount of touches and carries he might be getting for a playoff team. But uh, right now, I'm going to give Jalen a slight oh, Jalen a slight edge over Julian, but it's very close. And I think Zach could sneak up and pass them both. But uh, what a tribute to the University of Utah to have three rookies in the NFL right now that are having such an impact. Now, we've got nearly 30 guys in the NFL from the University of Utah, a handful of guys from BYU, Utah State, uh, SUU, also Weber State, and these high schools out of, uh, out of the locals in the NFL. But, you know, which guy stands out to you as far as the most improved most improved. Oof. So if you're going to ask me who are the best locals in the NFL, I'm going Bobby Wagner and then followed up by Fred Warner. Um, Fred Warner took a leap last year. I, I can't say that he's the most improved this year because he's, he's right along those lines of, of being a, a Pro Bowl player. Tim Patrick or Devontae okay. Booker even, uh, who just I, – I feel like he's getting some touches this Here's year. One. I've got one. Didn't. I've got one. Tim Patrick's great, but you know what? I'm going to go with Garrett bulls the denver broncos now it's not going to stand out because you know he's not scoring touchdowns and you, you don't you don't see his statistics in a box score but uh, i think he was on the verge of being out of the league based on his performance the last couple of seasons in denver and now he has been a force at left tackle for denver um, people in denver are raving about his improved play um, he's grading out as among some of the best uh, linemen in the nfl and now He's going from, is he going to stick in the league to how much money is he going to get paid in the offseason? So um, after giving us some thought, I'm going to go Garrett Bowles, but I do like Tim Patrick being a number one go-to receiver this year. Cortland Sutton being out has obviously opened things up, an opportunity for him in Denver, and, he, and he's, he's, he's certainly been up to that. But Garrett Bowles is my guy. He's the most improved local in the NFL this year. Last thing before we set you loose, JJ, and again, appreciate everybody, uh, you know, being able to, you know, dis discuss these locals in the NFL on a week to week basis is really fun. We had Sam Farnsworth on at the beginning of the, the podcast in the preseason to go over, you know, Super Bowl picks, MVP, those types of things. And there's been some surprises, I think, as far as some of these teams are concerned. I didn't think the Steelers would be seven to zero at this point. I actually picked the Cowboys and the, and the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl. And obviously, oh, no. The, the oh, Cowboys no. are they're letting me down big time, and uh, that yeah. pick is not looking good as they're two and six right now. Do you think that we'll see we'll continue to see the Steelers, the Chiefs, these teams like the Packers and Saints at the top of their divisions as far as the playoff races are concerned throughout the final eight nine weeks of the season here, or do you see any surprises where teams drop off, other teams you know end up making a comeback, like maybe the Raiders who are four and three right now, can they make a push for the playoffs? What's, what's your prediction as far as, like, the biggest surprise as far as teams are concerned with who's going to drop and fall away? So here's my pretender. I don't think the Bears are that good. And right now the Bears, I think they're tied for, for first place to the Packers, or they were last week. I don't buy the Bears at all. Um, one, if I'm going to, like, go for one team that I think could come out of nowhere because of the talent they have, 
I would go with the Minnesota Vikings to make like a miracle run to the playoffs because there is an extra playoff spot this year. Um, and I think that needs to be noted that there is an extra, an extra opportunity in this COVID season to make the playoffs. So if you're looking for a two win or a one win team to go on a crazy run, I'm going to pick the Minnesota Vikings. Woo. Last place in their division right now at two and five. I like uh-huh. it. That's uh, that's impressive. Like, I mean, they did it. They have a big win last week. I, they did, and that's going to help them. Adam, I mean, they just they worked the Packers. I mean, the Packers are a good football team. That gives me confidence. And you look at their receiver core, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Um, Kirk Cousins is hot and cold, but what if they get hot? I, I, just, I just think they have an opportunity to do that. And, if you're, I, again, I'm, I'm looking for a long shot here. I don't, know that, I don't know if they're able to make it, but with that extra playoff spot, and if they get hot right here, I think that's a team that has the talent and, and would be capable of it. That Packers win was really impressive. And I think they have enough talent to turn things around. JJ, Sorry, it's you... not going to be the Cowboys. No, you're, you're great. I, uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad about my pick now. And, uh, you know, I even said Patrick Mahomes for MVP. And now I'm like, I should have said Russell Wilson. I was kind of thinking oh. it. But, you know, it, it's crazy how NFL storylines change week to week. And uh, can you tease for our audience, our listeners, what you've got planned this week as far as locals in the NFL and sports beat? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a steady thing. Every Sunday during the NFL season, you know it's going to be on Sportsbeat. Um, we, we start around 1045 after the news, after KSL 5 News every Sunday night. You know it's going to be there. You know we're going to have it. Also, we, uh, when time allows, we usually run locals in the NFL right after uh, NBC is done broadcasting the uh, Sunday night football game of the week. So uh, you can see it there as well. So we run it twice every Sunday, and uh, it's been fun. To do this for the last 15 years now, we've been doing locals in the NFL on Sportsbeat, and uh, another banner year for locals in the NFL. It's been a joy to cover, and uh, you know you can watch all these guys every Sunday night on Sportsbeat. Just like his Twitter profile says, he's your friendly neighborhood sportscaster at KSL <laughs> Five Sportsbeat Sunday. Don't miss it and uh, catch all the highlights. Follow him on Twitter at JJ Sportsbeat. Thanks for j- joining the Yards After College podcast, JJ. And Kyle, great job with the podcast and all the work you do on kslsports.com. Appreciate having you on. Welcome back into the Yards After College podcast brought to you by kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app. You can download the KSL Sports app on your iOS or Android device. Just go to the app store, type in kslsports.com, whether you have a Samsung device, you know, iPhone, iPad, you name it. We've got you covered with the KSL Sports app and on kslsports.com. Big shout out to JJ for joining the program today. You can follow him on Twitter at JJ Sportsbeat. Be sure to tune into Sportsbeat. You don't want to miss Sunday night, especially around 1045. We've got NFL highlights, all the locals in the NFL, any big plays they make, but also all the big hits, the big touchdowns, all the plays that you want to check out and recap from the NFL games through Sunday evening. Before we wrap up today's program, I wanted to just kind of go over some of the big storylines in the NFL as we head into week number nine of the NFL season. You've got Jamal Williams, who was out for the Packers Thursday night football matchup with the 49ers after being a close contact. Current Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon He ended up getting placed onto the organization's COVID-19, that reserve list, and uh, ended up, you know, putting Jamal Williams' game versus the 49ers in jeopardy as he was also placed into the team's COVID-19 protocol. On Friday, uh, November 6th, Jordan Love 
Fellow Green Bay Packer, also former Utah State quarterback, was also placed on the Packers reserve slash COVID-19 list. Now, the team doesn't give any specifics on this information, but they put out a statement stating that Jordan Love was now being placed onto the team's reserve slash COVID-19 list. Per the NFL and NFLPA's policy, clubs aren't going to comment on any of the medical statuses of these players other than referring to what their status is on the roster. So now that Jordan Love has been placed on the team's COVID-19 list, he'll have to go through that protocol before he's able to be you know, around the rest of the team, the players, uh, be part of any potential game action, anything like that. Uh, Love, uh, as we've mentioned before, has been inactive in all of Green Bay's games this season, but uh, something to keep an eye on as we move forward. We'll have this covered on kslsports.com. Another big story coming out of the Thursday night football matchup between the Packers and 49ers was something about Fred Warner, former BYU linebacker. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Trevor Allen put a piece up on kslsports.com as I was out about Fred Warner and Tony Romo. Tony Romo, uh, obviously former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, now a NFL broadcaster. He ended up calling 49ers linebacker Fred Warner the best linebacker in the NFL. That praise for Warner has continued as, you know, former quarterbacks, not only uh, another fellow quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys, Troy Aikman, but also current Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers praised Fred Warner. During the broadcast, Aikman said he's having an all-pro season. The color commentator continued talking to play-by-play announcer Joe Buck by saying, We haven't seen everybody, Joe, but I will tell you this. What I've seen of the middle linebackers in our league this season, he has been the best that I've seen. After the game, Aaron Andrews of Fox ended up interviewing Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers was complimentary of the 49ers. Uh, San Francisco has obviously been depleted by many injuries this season, but Rodgers ended up saying, quote, they still have possibly the best middle linebacker in the game. So a few quarterbacks, Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, Aaron Rodgers, now with uh, some really high praise for Fred Warner as the best middle linebacker, or in Romo's case, the best linebacker in the NFL this season. Now, last thing before we wrap up today, I wanted to go over a couple of games of the week that I have for you. I think that there are two games that I want to definitely keep an eye on and I wanted to touch on today in the podcast. And the first one is a matchup between a pair of six-win teams. You've got the Seattle Seahawks, who are 6-1 and one this season. They're traveling to New York to take on the Buffalo Bills, who are 6-2, and two, also 3-1 and one at home this season. Uh, currently, uh, you know, they're both, you know, fighting for playoff spots, top of their divisions. You've got the Seahawks with an NFL caliber quarterback in Russell Wilson, who's, you know, just been playing lights out this season. That game's going to start at 11 a.m. on Sunday. You can catch all the action on Fox. And then the other game that I wanted to touch on is a pair of, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You've got a pair of Uh, greats here going at it on Sunday Night Football. You can catch this game on Sunday night on KSL 5 TV. It's going to start at 6.20 p.m. And that's a matchup between the New Orleans Saints. You've got Drew Brees going up against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got both of those players. They're atop the all-time 
you know, passing touchdowns list. Tom Brady and Drew Brees have been going back and forth on the list. Number one, number two, number two, number one, all season long. You've got Tom Brady, who's now atop of the list, and Drew Brees is one passing touchdown away from tying Brady on the all-time passing touchdowns list. So fun matchup there on Sunday Night Football. The Saints are five and two. Bucks are six and two on the season. And uh, Tom Brady, you know, you've got the 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 New England Patriots who are struggling, and uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. They seem to be doing pretty well after that Week One loss to the Saints. So. Fun matchup from that week one game. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Uh, obviously, the Saints you know, handled business in the season opener. So uh, we'll see if that ends up you know, repeating itself or if the uh, Buccaneers are able to you know, pick up that win. They're 3-0 at home this season, so uh, it'll be interesting. You can catch all the action on KSL TV, and we'll have that game covered for you as well on kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Yards After College podcast. If you haven't done so already, please give the podcast a rating, a review. Uh, you know, Any of that information helps get the podcast out to other listeners who are interested in finding out about this podcast and also you know, just hearing about the locals in the NFL and how they're doing. Uh, we like keeping tabs on all of these former Utes, Cougars, Aggies, uh, Thunderbirds, Wildcats, you name it. If they played ball in the state of Utah, whether it be prep or also at the collegiate level, we have that covered on the Yards After College podcast and also on kslsports.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Kyle Ireland and then on Instagram at Kyle Ireland KSL. We'll be back again next week to recap all of week number nine's action. Follow all of these locals in the NFL this weekend on KSL Sports and the KSL Sports app. Until then, this has been the Yards After College podcast powered by kslsports.com. 